today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Small businesses uh, in, the, in the smaller end of the spectrum have always had, I think, a greater need for more holistic financial advice. So typically larger, larger businesses have more professional uh, uh, accounting, financial staff, um, and they, they look more for uh, different things in their, in their relationship, mostly products and services. Small businesses really you know, need, need products and services, and they also need a lot of advice. And so that's been, I think, um, exacerbated in the crisis. I mean, they, they, there's more of a need now than there's ever been among small businesses uh, for advice, financial advice, to help guide them and their businesses through the pandemic. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. Small businesses have a lot to contend with. In addition to the everyday battle around cash flow, many SMBs had to quickly change their business models and payment capabilities during the pandemic. Patrick Smith, the head of small business banking at Santander, joins me on the podcast to talk about Santander's approach to advice. We discuss the bank's evolving products and services aimed at SMBs. Lastly, we delve into the role digital plays in SMB banking in terms of experience and delivery. Patrick Smith is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. So my name is, Pat, is Patrick Smith. I lead the small business segment for Santander. Um, and uh, we define small business as companies that are startup to up to about $3 million in annual revenue. And I've run the, uh, the P&L which means that I'm responsible for how we how we service uh, small businesses in that segment. Awesome. And uh, can you give us, I guess, a flavor for how how big the small business group is at Santander? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's the small business group has been around, uh, I should say, for a long time. We've been uh, in the business of serving uh, small businesses across our seven state footprint for a very long time now. And so, you know, we have uh, about 150,000 clients in our in our small business portfolio awesome and your background have you did you come up through the small business uh path or tell us a little bit about how you got here yeah no i have a, I have a um, kind of a long uh background in financial services retail banking specifically i i joined santander um just over two months ago and um i've been uh around uh the small business segment um in different capacities um but probably most notably given this environment uh, from a digital perspective. So I spent a lot of my career um, doing, uh, you know, digital, uh, running digital product teams, um, digital strategy, um, you know, digital, uh, the small business, um, uh, digital segment um, uh, product, uh, you know, sort of whole, you know, channel strategy, a whole mm -hmm. bunch of different uh, parts of retail banking that supported small business in very different ways over the course of my career. That's great. And is there something um, specifically different in this time period? I'm, I'm, I'm referring to the pandemic that uh, small businesses either need or, or their behavior is different. Is there something tangibly different given the fact that you've been in the space for so long? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. I think maybe like lots of other parts of the economy, I think there is just some underlying needs that have been exacerbated. And, um, and I think there are some, some, some trends that have been, accelerated and I think there are some some other needs that have emerged so uh, you know underlying needs I think small businesses uh, in the in the smaller end of the spectrum have always had I think a greater need for more holistic financial advice so typically larger larger businesses have more professional uh, uh, accounting financial staff um, and they they look more for uh, different things in their in their relationship mostly products and services small businesses really 
you know, need need products and services, and they also need a lot of advice. And so that's been, I think, um, exacerbated in the crisis. I mean, there's more of a need now than there's ever been among small businesses uh, for advice, financial advice, to help guide them and their businesses through the pandemic. Um, obviously, digital has been the place where there's been a grand acceleration mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, in the underlying need. There was a trend already towards small businesses moving more to to digital, and as, as as other businesses and consumers have been, but certainly that's been accelerated. And I think just you know the, the new thing is this: I think there's a need, um, and a lot of small businesses have done a great job of, of really adapting their model. But it's 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 really to adapt their their business uh, to a more virtual, contactless world, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, you know, the things like um, contactless payments, uh, as an example, um, electronic invoicing, you have really become, you know, more of a need for more small businesses than ever before. I got it. So, so I hear the need for advice. We've heard that from a few other um, people have been on the podcast, you know, keenly focused on the SMB market. Can you talk about maybe some of the things that Santander is doing, I guess, to address those needs, at least at the advice layer? Well, yeah, a few things. One is that, uh, we we just uh, uh, reorganized our, um, our our support model across our branch network for small businesses, and we, we're introducing uh, a new job family, uh, senior relationship banker job family that's focused on small businesses. And hmm. these folks have been uh, deeply trained. They get, they receive nine days worth of intensive training, along with a bunch of following training in in in, uh, in how to service small businesses. And so we we uh, we've gotten really focused on on making sure that we have professionals in our uh, in our branch network across our footprint uh, that are equipped and enabled to be able to service and support small businesses. The other thing is that we're investing more and more in digital. Um, and so over the course of the next year, we're enhancing uh, quite substantially our investment in digital to be able to support small businesses. And I think the third thing is, uh, you know, we've been uh, actively participating in um, and the the, uh, the the paycheck protection program we delivered mm-hmm. uh, twelve thousand about twelve thousand one hundred uh, loans to small businesses and uh, and we are uh, gearing up to be supportive uh, in the next round of funding that we are we're hoping becomes available to small businesses to continue to support them you know during a really troubling time for for many of our small business clients. Totally. So so Patrick, can we talk about the the digital layer then? Um, yeah. What what type of experience do SMB clients of Santander get? Um, what products and services have you rolled out? Or are you working on um, that are helping to to help people through this tough time? So, you know, I think what small businesses have always looked for in digital experiences is not necessarily a bunch of bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. It's really they just want a really uh, intuitive, um, easy to use um, uh, experience. And so we we've invested it probably disproportionately. I would say in things like that, uh, and so we we made sure that our core digital banking experience, uh, both our our application as well as our online banking experience, is is really easy and intuitive. Because you know the last thing you want to do if you're a small business having to worry about all the things you're worried about in this environment um, is uh, just keeping the lights on and supporting your employees and keeping the business running and, and maintaining solvency is 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 worrying about you know sort of um, uh, you know sort of navigating you know, your bank's, uh, your bank's digital channels. And so we've actually spent more, maybe more time focused on kind of the core experiences. The other things are, are, are really about the things we talked about earlier, which is making sure that, uh, you know, things like uh, the ability to actually make payments uh, electronically, receive payments digitally are, are things that we have um, available to all of our clients and our website. Uh, and so we've, we've really focused a lot on on those things as ways to make sure our small businesses have um, have the tools that they need 
from a financial services and banking perspective to help them through this time. Um, you mentioned before that one of the things you were rolling out was this this new job family of of the what what, what did you call it the banker role? Just, yeah, the senior relationship bankers. Senior relationship banker is that? Can you? I guess I, I wanted to ask about that and its relationship to the digital experience. Is that something that you can encounter digitally, or is that is that primarily a branch experience? That's a that's principally a branch experience, and and, mm-hmm. and the way we think about it is that um. You know, while while small businesses will continue, like all other businesses, to adapt their their businesses and their business models to digital age, we don't see the need for for advice, uh, for direction, for guidance, particularly among small businesses going away anytime soon. And so, what we want to do is offer both those uh, avenues. And so, you know, banks, uh, small businesses can certainly engage with us digitally um, and and through our digital properties and experiences. But we want to make sure with the small business relationship bankers that. I'm sorry, with the uh, the, the senior uh, relationship bankers, that small businesses have have someone that they can turn to when they when they want to pick up the phone or they want to, uh, you know, in a in a very sort of um, uh, responsible, socially distanced way uh, to be able to sort of talk to someone and that they'll have that at their disposal as well. That makes sense. Um, what about um, partnerships uh, with fintech? Is is there does something there take like an ecosystem model where? You know, you have products and services that you guys deliver, sort of your core stuff, and and partner. Do you partner with outside firms to deliver things that maybe are outside of that core? We do. We have a partnership with um with with ADP, for example, to provide payroll services, and we we partner with uh with with Fiserv, uh as well in different areas like for our merchant services uh, offering. So we we do we do believe in in partnerships with tech companies, both large and small tech companies. Um, and and we we are constantly in conversations. Um. With tech companies about you know sort of uh, emerging capabilities, uh, existing capabilities that we think might be complementary to what we're doing. And so we we are, um, you know, our perspective is that um, you know the tech is always going to be a, an ecosystem uh, where um, you know where you should look to uh, be able to source the best capabilities you know through the the best partners. And so we uh, there's some a certain set of things that we think we're equipped to do very well. And other things where it just makes sense for us to look at partners. And so we're we're continuing to. We continually evaluate, uh, you know, sort of partner offerings and capabilities to figure out how they fit into our approach to serving small businesses. So I, I don't know if you saw, but a couple of weeks ago, Google Google announced a, a relation, you know, multiple relationships with some big banks and some small banks to to offer a, a, a consumer business account. Um, and when, we've had a few guests on the show talk about you know the bank's evolving role. It sounds like Santander is very, and you are very much focused on on providing value and advice, you know. On the front lines, could you imagine entering that type of relationship? I think the fear for a lot of banks is like we just don't want to be piped; we want to own the relationship. Um, maybe you can just address that tension. If you're, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure, I know what you mean. I think, look, I, I think, uh, you know, I think it depends on a few things. I think it depends on, on, you know, for banks, it depends on your strategy and what your approach is. I mean, there, there are some folks that have switched to kind of a banking as a as a service model. Uh, that's not our model. Um, you know, we uh, we think we have. You know, lots of points of value to our for our clients um, in uh, in our relationships that we we uh, we believe very strongly in, and then we've had you know good reception from our from our clients too. And so, so we 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 um you know we can certainly envision you know, and we see in the marketplace there's going to be more activity uh, among you know big tech and fintechs around creating you know partnerships that sort of you know look and feel you know uh, you know differently than uh, than banking services have been presented before. Our our focus is on adapting our model so that we can we can continue to offer the best. Of digital capabilities, uh, the best advice and guidance, um, the best solutions and support uh, for our clients um, in, 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 in many different ways. And we can enable capabilities in a whole bunch of different ways 
through partnerships, uh, through alliances. But we, we think that, you know, the, the breadth of our proposition, including our ability to actually be in our communities, which I think mm-hmm. is sometimes gets overlooked. And I think, you know, when we talk about digital, when you talk about small business, you know, the idea of being, you know, in the communities and being accessible um, and being involved in, uh, in, in, in their businesses and with them more directly, as opposed to, you know, the anonymity of like a, uh, just a digital experience, I think matters. Um, and that's going to, that's going to continue to be a big part of our model. That's why we introduce the relationship bankers. That's why we're committed to, to being like the, uh, the bank that, um, that provides uh, really sort of, you know, personalized, uh, individualized, uh, and, you know, when the time, uh, you know, sort of happens uh, or occurs again, you know, face-to-face services appropriate for our clients, complemented uh, by, by digital offerings and the best of, you know, uh, digital capabilities that are in the marketplace. So we think that that combination is what's going to be required by small businesses for, for some time to come. Right. I totally agree with you. I think, I think consumer banking may be a different story, but I think on the, on the business banking side, I totally agree with you. Um, and it sounds like you're playing to your strengths as, as, as with the physical footprint layering on that, that, that digital experience. Um, so do you view, you know, we, we've had a few guests on the show, entrepreneurs that are launching, you know, digital, digital only or branchless, you know, business banks. Um, do you, how, how, I guess, how would you look at those type of, I, they're obviously tiny compared to a Santander, but um, you know, we have seen, we have seen on the consumer side, some of these new brands come in and be able to grow accounts very quickly. It's, it remains to be seen if they're active, actually primary accounts. But um, do you see the, do you see the uh, growing competition coming from digital only players? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, we certainly see more of that occurring. Um, and you know how that'll play out. You know, I think we'll have to we'll have to see. Um, you know, but I I, th- I think you know we're we're um you know we're, there's going to be a lot of competition going forward from both bank and non bank players. Um, tech and, and, and non-tech alike in terms of non-bank players. I mean, there have been a lot of non-banks that are, that are non-tech that have been active in lending, for example, for, for a long, for a long, long time. And so yep. I think for us, it's just like, that's the, you know, increased competition and heightened competition. That's the new normal for, for, for this, uh, this space. Uh, and so we're, we're, um, we're, we're perfectly aware of, of, of that, you know, but for us, I think it's, it's less about re- trying to react to every single, you know, sort of emerging, you know, sort of business that comes up, then having a clear sense of what you are trying to do, mm-hmm. and uh, and who you are trying to be, and what what purpose you're trying to, uh, or, or or what what uh, um, purpose you're trying to, to 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 serve in the in the life cycle of small businesses. And so far, that that's pretty clear for us. We want to make sure that we're able to offer a holistic set of uh, of advice. Uh, we want to make sure that we can offer a full suite of of products uh, for our clients. We want to make sure that we offer omni-channel experiences for our clients. And so we, we think that there's a, there's a breadth to what we're doing that that's going to be, you know, the right and compelling model for small businesses. Got it. Well, let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned the, the dreaded word omni-channel. Uh, it's not dreaded word, obviously, but um, can you talk about, I guess, how, um, what your strategy is? It was a buzzword a few years ago. I, I think a lot of banks have moved and done a good job of, of managing multiple channels and the experiences across them. Can you talk about Santander's, I guess, uh, evolution there yeah no it's, it's a good it, it is a buzzwordy thing right uh that's maybe sort of you know sort of had its time but but you know the underlying i think you know sort of truth in it is real which is that like you know there, there's just i don't see like a version of this where in in, in the intermediate term uh for sure that you know that there, there won't be a need for small businesses uh to be able to pick up the phone and call someone um mm-hmm. for them to, to want and, and seek in-person advice um and, and obviously for them to continue to sort of have the convenience of digital experiences, and so you know, for 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 us, I guess it's a it's a, a very simple 
uh, you know, way of saying, look, we're going to be there to serve our clients in every way that they 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 want us to be there for them. And uh, and we've invested across the board in all those experiences. Uh, like I said, we've invested more and are investing as much as we ever have in our digital experiences. We continue to focus on making sure that we, uh, you know, we obviously have like good phone-based service where that matters and it's con- convenient for small businesses. And then, you know, again, like having branches um, is uh, is still important. And uh, and we continue to invest in in our in our branch network in general and uh, in our in our small business branch capabilities in specific. Do you feel, I really like the the concept that you brought about staying focused on, you know, and playing to your strengths and not trying to compete with every, every new competitor that shows up or every new modality. Um, do you feel that pull though, as, as, as running the SMB group um, to maybe venture into, into areas that haven't necessarily been your strength? How do you decide what to venture into and what not to? I think we, we uh, I mean, to me, like it's, you don't, um, you know, sort of go out and evaluate every capability and then decide what your strategy is. You decide what your strategy is and then you deva- mm-hmm. you evaluate all these capabilities uh, through the lens of your, your strategy. And, and so that's what we do. We, um, like I said, we're constantly having, I probably over the last week had like four or five uh, mm-hmm. conversations uh, with different, you know, sort of, uh, you know, folks in, uh, who are servicing small business in different ways. And so, you know, what we try to, try to do is to, to see, you know, are there things out there that we think uh, are, are better for us to, be able to access through partners uh, or, you know, uh, for us to be able to build ourselves, but are there ideas out there, are the capabilities out there, are business models out there that, that fit our strategy? And so, you know, we, we focus more in that because I think you can easily give yourself whiplash, you know, sort of worrying mm-hmm. about every single thing that comes up, um, you know, uh, and I think honestly what, what it does is sometimes is if you look at it strictly from like this capability and that capability and this business and that, I mean, you, what you can do is, is dilute your focus on what really matters. And, and for us, you know, we're clear minded that, you know, small businesses need, uh, they need really clear, simple, uh, straightforward, fair uh, advice, uh, experiences, support. Uh, and so we don't want to, we don't want to, you know, sort of get so sophisticated and, you know, sort of looking at a bunch of features, features and capabilities that we just lose sight of like small businesses, you know, really are, are, are want to focus on running the business. And what we need to do is be able to, in, in a very straightforward, intuitive way, uh, be able to equip them to do that. Got it. Um, one of the things, and I, I don't remember the data, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I know that a lot of, or many small businesses, particularly in the early days, kind of run themselves as sole proprietorships. They, they commingle their, their business funds with their, their personal funds. Is, is there sort of a journey within Santander that where you can, where somebody can come, I guess, start as, as a consumer bank and move over to the small business bank side? Is that even a discussion inside? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we, we uh, you know, we, we know that exactly what you said happens with, you know, earlier state small businesses, uh, you know, sort of, um, you know, still proprietors, people who are sort of DBAs, um, mm-hmm. you know, doing business as a as, as a uh, individuals doing business under a certain business name. You know, th- those are those are those are very much, um, you know, sort of uh, uh, commingled uh, personal sort of business relationships. So we, we're able to to serve them. And we, we, we obviously understand that they have a distinct uh, set of needs. But also, you know, we, we are, you know, as small businesses grow, our objective has always been to have the, have the capabilities so that we can grow with them. And so mm-hmm. as, as, as they move from, from, you know, you know, fairly straightforward, uh, you know, uh, needs to, you know, more complex needs, you know, we have a, you know, graduated set of services uh, and offerings uh, on, on, you know, the, the, you know, uh, cash management side, uh, lending, uh, deposits that, that help support their growth all the way up through, you know, frankly, the largest you know, you can start with us as a, as a, as a startup, a small business. And then as you, you know, sort of grow to be like the, uh, you know, the largest corporation, you know, we have the ability to, to be able to serve you. 
Got it. And I have one last question and that's, um, you know, we're practically at the end of the year now, like what are your biggest priorities in the S and B group um, looking out since 2021? So, you know, I think uh, again, maybe just to reiterate uh, something I said earlier is that uh, we want to make sure that, you know, foremost, it looks like there's this kind of gathering momentum in Congress uh, to provide, to pass a, a next round of stimulus, including mm-hmm. uh, another, another, uh, another round of uh, paycheck protection program funding. And so, we are, we are geared up and prepared um, to support business, our small business clients and, and being able to access those funds as soon as they're available. So that's, that's number one. And we'll, we'll continue to do that for as long as, you know, those programs uh, are, are made available. Uh, two is that we'll continue to focus on, on making sure that we've helped our clients to, um, to be able to adapt uh, for this particular uh, time, however long it lasts. And so all the things we talked about earlier with, you know, uh, being able to do contactless payments and, uh, electronic invoicing and uh, electronic payment um, receipt, all those things we want to make sure that we have have support there. And, and we're going to do that in part by continuing to invest in digital. As I mentioned, we're, we're investing, you know, over the course of next year, as much as we ever have in small business digital, and we'll continue to do that. And I think the last is that thing is that we want to make sure we continue to partner, uh, not just with, you know, we were talking about fintechs and big techs, but mm-hmm. also with, you know, community organizations, with CDFIs, uh, to make sure that we have mm-hmm. um, provided as much support uh, through as many vehicles as we can for our small business clients. Patrick, great to talk to you today. Thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast. Uh, Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.